listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. Honey, we are here on the red carpet for the Jerama Desk Awards, and again, I gotta get over my crush that I have on this man. <laughs> the wonderful and amazing Joe Iconis, who is nominated for book and or lyric and music for Be More Chill. As well as George Salazar nominated. Well, you don't have a crush on me? Well, I do, but it's different <laughs> because I met you later. It's a second, okay, like okay, you're okay. secondary. Because I met him first. Senior don't be jelly. Senior. Don't be jelly. Because you're, we're, we're all together. I understand Joe <laughs> Iconis has a very big family. <laughs> you're part of it. You're a part of the extended family. Oh, I love it. So what is this like? This is, let's see, this time last year you guys were off Broadway with the show. And it was a quick move, and as soon as the house came open, you jumped right in it, and now you're having a wonderful time on Broadway. How is this? Come yeah, we've got, we got, what, eight Drama Desk nominations? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty thrilling uh, to be here tonight. Um, Joe and I are going to be doing Michael in the Bathroom uh, <laughs> uh, on stage at the Town Hall. Fabulous. Um, it feels really good. It feels amazing to have uh, kind of experienced our off-Broadway run and our Broadway run in the same, in season, the same season, kind of, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And not to mention, Broadway Bounty Hunter's coming. It's Hello. Coming. I know, it's coming. You've always been so supportive I, of that show. I have show. been wishing for that show. I know. So this is happening. You made it happen. You put it out to the universe, and now it's happening. All right, well, New York City run. 10%. <laughs> but this is great, though. Like, you guys are having a moment, because this is that little show that could. That's right. That yeah, you know, we're uh, truly an underdog show. You know, we uh, we had no nothing kind of backing us to begin with. And really, for the past couple of years, it's been Georgie and I, uh, you know, sort of stoking the flames of this uh, Internet fandom. And the fact that we went from, you know, communicating with fans over Instagram uh, to having a run of our show off Broadway and now a run on Broadway. We're now we're being celebrated for it. It's just it's the most incredible dream come true. Well, it was a long time coming, and I know that this is a part of a very long story for you and everybody that's been involved with the show. So congratulations on everything tonight, Joe and, jo and Mr. George. We'll, so we'll talk later. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, my friend. <laughs> Don't be jealous, George. Show was first. Ah! I got to fan my own self. Honey, air kiss me because I'm a spitzing mess. Honey, the red carpet is popping. Every time I told this is why I love doing this because you don't know who's gonna be dropping down here and right now my new best friend all the way from Detroit celebrating what has been a wonderful year for you. Ladies and gentlemen, the Drama Desk nominated, Tony Award nominated, book writer for Ain't Too Proud, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Dominique Morisot is here with how are you baby. Hi, I'm well, how are you? Okay, so let's talk. Let's see, last year this time you were just a hardworking playwright with a whole lot of great stories. And finally, this past year, honey, they've been just throwing prizes and throwing awards because of the work has been that fierce. No, that's, how, that's cool. How exciting is this right now for you? Yeah, you know, it's really exciting because I get to see a lot of people that I love up here. And I, I've been in L.A. for a long time, so the only time I get to be around all these theater folks is when something brings me back. And this is a really good reason to come back and say hey to the people. So that's what's up. Wait, come back because you nominated. Boom. Yes. Don't be mad. Don't be yeah. Mad. So what has this been like for you, this whole journey so far since all of this has started? I mean, honestly, uh, I have really been still <laughs> um, and trying to just take it all in. 
because there's so much fantastic work. I'm always counting to see the progress we're making, you know, and I measure it by the way the rooms look. I'm measured by the people that I know who are getting illuminated, and I start getting excited when it feels like some recognition is, is shifting and that more people are getting included in that. Because being a writer, you are a solitary being. So to go from the room where you probably sit in in your best comfy pants with your, your favorite tea that you're tipping and tapping on that keyboard to this. That's right, that's right. And it's a collaborative sport. It's, I, I love that part about this. Yeah. But it's like, like being able to be in control of your story, though. Yeah, you know, I think that's the one thing I can never really compromise on. And it's, it's, it varies. I mean, it's different. When I'm a playwright working on my own play, that's where I have the most control over the story. And it just gets a little further and further the, the more different kind of work that I do. But one thing I just won't compromise, and I didn't have to with Auntie Proud, is uh, what I care about the most and the people that I want to represent honestly. And I didn't have to change who they are to put them on a Broadway stage. Dominique Morris, so I'm moving them, I'm moving them. They're making me move them, honey. Moving through, honey. But Dominique Morisot, her work is right now on, ooh, excuse me, right now on Broadway at the Imperial Theater. Ain't too proud, honey. They dipping and doing it over at the Imperial, honey. Don't be, y'all, and bring your Tylenol, honey, because my knee was popping at the end of that show. It was popping. So good to see you, too. Thank you so much. Double dipping here at the drama desk. Ooh, this is why I love my people when they get on this line. This is Keith Bryson. We are here at the Drama Desk Red Carpet event, and I'm now standing here with Justin Ellington, who is dipping and uh, double dipping here at the, <laughs> the Drama Desk for his two shows, uh, Mrs. Murray's Menagerie and The House That Will Not Stand. The House That Will Not Stand. That was with Harriet DeFoy, right? Yes. That people were going crazy and nuts about that play, and because people of color are doing things. That's right. So always been. See, that's the thing that people don't understand. So for you, this is an opportunity to have your work, because I have to admit that I'm not familiar with you and your work, and I'm not, I'm no tea, no shade, because I'm sure, again, Harriet DeFoy, I love her, so I know that that work that you put into that show, she would, because that play has been recognized this season as well. So going into a piece like that, what was the first elements of things that you decided to bring into that? Because the story, of course, is there, but what was it that you yourself of your canon brought into that room? Um, a respect for history. I started there, just a respect for history and um, knowing that I needed to make something that would be timeless. So it starts there with just integrity, love for this story, love for the writer. Marcus Garley is amazing. This Harriet had done the show actually before, so out of respect, we definitely worked and built together, and it was just it was an amazing process. So all I tried to bring was my truth and respect. That's it. I have to say that it does me very proud as I stand on this red carpet to see you, to see Dominique Morisot, to see a lot of Camille Brown, see people of Miss Janai over there that I see coming, being respected for just the work. And then to be like, oh, look, it's my brothers up there, and it's my sisters. Because that doesn't happen very often. It's not often enough. It shouldn't be special. That's what I keep trying to tell people. It's, none of this should be special. No? But as long as it is going to be special, it's better than it's special for you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and you know, sorry, everybody else. <laughs> but we celebrate everybody just trying to 
tell a story. Yeah, that's right. Wow. That's right. Well, thank you so much for taking time with me. Absolutely. This is great. And so, what do you got coming up soon that other people can be like tuning into now? Because those shows are closed. Oh, a couple things. Um, the Rolling Stone at Lincoln Center, um, and Floyd's at the Guthrie. Following that are two upcoming things. Yeah. So some good work. Exciting pieces. Storytelling. So now that I'm aware of who you are, I'm going to be following what you do. So you better not be falling out the car being crazy. Won't. All right. We will be back. I'm telling you, this line is popping. Sora Joy Brown. Yes. Brown? No. Damn it. I did it again. Try it again. Ross. But you're making me. I got the Sora Joy. <laughs> give, me a, give me the last. Sora Joy Ross. Ross. Why yes. Brown? Hi. I'm so stupid. I have no idea. I don't know. I you know what? When in doubt, out. just say Sora Joy. Sora you know. That's I know. I'm I just saying. Right. <laughs> Hi. Oh my God. I, you. just, you're We're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. Was that three weeks ago? Was it? Was it three weeks? Yeah, it was the press, all the talk, all the talking and all the pictures and all the lights. Nominated for her work in Carmen Jones. Carmen Jones. Yes. And giving me purple. You know we're going to have to have purple. Here, turn around, look. Look, get this. I got you next. All right. But Miss Sora, honey. What is this like for you right now? I'm so, it's such a dream, really. I'm so grateful to be here. Carmen Jones, I mean, it's nice. You know, they're like keeping us alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> so hopefully, you know, this will revive the revival. <laughs> the re, the re, that was good. Hopefully this will revive the revival. Well, the question then will become, will uh, the director, the name just went out of my John head, Doyle. John Doyle. Yeah. Are we going to talk about bringing this to Broadway? Yeah, we're talking about it. They are, listen, they're working hard. They're working hard. So listen, you pray. Whatever you do, do it Honey. 10 times tonight. <laughs> Laura. Yeah, and the attention is good. I mean, you know, Anika, I don't know if she's here tonight, but yeah, but maybe she maybe she will be here. You know, Anika being nominated for Outstanding Leading Actress. Man, listen, this is our Outstanding Revival. Mm -hmm. This is going to be great for us. This is great for this us. Great for us so. And good for you. It's good to see. And it brought you to me. I know. And you and called me brown. <laughs> so, I don't know how I don't know I don't even know how I feel about that. But you gotta give you gotta give it to me for getting your name right, Sora. Hello. That's true. That's the right, right. You, here's the deal. You got Sora Joy right, uh -huh. and then you made the last name, which was very common, very common. <laughs> so that's okay. I mean, I get it. Should have been Sora Joy Chantel. Chante, chante, Sora Joy, chante, chante. Anyway, uh, it's good to see you. Good to see you too, All and right. congratulations tonight. So I'm gonna be looking. Thank you so much. Have a good time. Thank you. Uh, you too. Bye. Miss Sora Joy is with me, honey. Tell me your names one more time, because we are here on this red carpet for the Drama Desk Awards, and everybody's coming and zipping and going. Lewis and Clarkson is being represented right now by? Edmund Donovan, Ernie Burton, Sam Hunter. So again, what, what are we doing? Writers, producers, who are all of you? Writer, actor, and actor. All right. Tell me about this piece. Tell me mostly about the actual story first. Uh, so. Lewis and Clarkson is a kind of a diptych of two different plays that are conceived in a single uh, conceived to be performed in a single evening, and we did it at the Rattlestick Playwrights Theater for an audience of 51 people every night, and we fed people in between the two parts, and so the whole shebang was uh, nearly. We advertised it three and a half, but it was nearly four hours, 
Uh, and both of the plays have to do with the sort of very complicated legacy of the Lewis and Clark expedition. So you're looking at history of who stole what land, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. And I have to say, I am such a huge fan of Sam Hunter's plays, because uh, he, he writes uh, mostly about people from Idaho, which is his home state, and I'm also from Idaho. And I've been following his plays for so long and have always wanted to be in one, so I was thrilled uh, to, be, to be able to be a part of his world for a while, because he writes about people that we don't see a lot on stage with compassion and generosity. And uh, uh, so this, this play in particular means a lot to me. And to be recognized for, for work in this particular play is huge for me. How about you? Yeah, and I think we were just speaking to someone else about how Arnie was mentioning that it feels almost like, uh, it reminds us of you know making theater in high school, like being a part of a drama club. It was really a small, intimate um, experience for us every night, and it felt like we were doing it for a community of friends and family, and so to be honored and to be you know invited to an event like this uh, is really a remarkable privilege, um, you know, given the, given the scope of what we, we were doing. It's just like I realized, though, you guys, both of you from Idaho, where are you from? Uh, Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, you're, not really a, I'm not a real Idaho person. Okay, yeah. that's, it's okay. But, that's all right. You're an actor. That's what yeah. you're supposed <laughs> yeah, to do. Exactly, yeah. I love it. So, <laughs> talking about being from Idaho, and your behinds are both here in New York City, clearly Idaho is not that popping. Am I wrong? <laughs> not that what? Not that popping. No, no, it's not. Yeah, in terms of theater, not so not much. Not so much. In terms of being a gay man, not so much. Yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of potatoes. That's right. And, and we actually no, I have to say, a lot of great people are from there, and oh, yeah. it is such beautiful country. Uh, it really is a lovely place, and kind of unspoiled in a lot of ways. It has its light and its dark side, like, like anything does. Yeah, and, and, and Yeah, we both experience, and Sam kind of writes about that, too. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of a larger, it's like a macro and microcosm of kind of a larger United States. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, as I'm looking at you now, Sam, I think the next thing that you should do is you need to do a play about some black guy that's trapped in Idaho that shouldn't be there. Possibly me. Because this is all a hustle. It's a good pitch. It's a good pitch. I think there's two of them there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we can get their histories together. That's right, exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, congratulations, guys, on this. And hopefully this, I'll be seeing you again in the press room. Who knows? I hope so. I love it. And we will be back. Okay, I'm looking at nothing but gorgeousness now. <laughs> honey, you know I'd never get enough of Miss Leslie Kritzer, honey. How you baby? How you doing? We are on this red carpet for the drama desk and Leslie is nominated for her absolutely hilarious comic turn in the show Beetlejuice. Yes, it's very exciting. Which I saw this week. Yes. Girl, you are a Latina bombshell of craziness, and I loved every minute of it. Thank you so much. I love it. I'm having a blast. It's the best time ever. Like, what is it like? Because you are a comedian. I, I know you're a trained actor, trained singer, the whole dancer, but you are a comedian. That's what I do. That's my calling. That's what I love doing most, you know. You know. It's like, and to get honored for your work as a comedian, to me, is, I think it's kind of hot. What do you... It means everything to me. And I'm also, like, dancing. It's just awesome, you know. Well, it's a great all-around three triple threat kind of role. It is. And you bring such great comic grace to that. I love it. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. I love you. Honey, Leslie Kritzer-Jones. Leslie Kritzer-Jones. Fechner. On, I, I love Jones and the other thing. I'm a stuck on Brown, but Leslie Kritzer on the red carpet for her work, for her work in Beetlejuice. 
star turn for this woman. She's hilarious. And they're coming. Of course, I'm standing here now, and I'm looking, and I see my crushes. I have, like, two crushes coming. This is fabulous for me. Okay. This gorgeous tall glass of water. We had a little kids kiki fest when we met at the drama desk. We had a wonderful time at the drama desk nominees reception. And she's standing here giving me all of this golden fabulousness. Y'all, Miss Lisa. Lisa with a Z. But it's not Liza with a Z. Isn't that funny? Lisa. How are you, my darling? I'm wonderful. I'm so excited to be here. This is, this is great. Solo performance nominated. You are having a time like on this drama desk, getting your work recognized. How, how exciting is this for you? Uh, it's extraordinary, you know, uh, doing solo work or doing just work as an actor is hard. Um, you know, you pay a lot of dues and people don't see the grueling work that goes into it. So to be recognized is truly, truly an honor. Well, honey, I think that tonight is going to be a night because there was someone else that I met that had a solo performance that was also nominated as well. And what I remember the most is when you're talking about working on a solo project, there's still a whole team of people behind you. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. Yeah, there's one person on stage, but there's a whole posse that goes into making it happen. Honey, I think tonight might be, if you're going to give, honey, this is, a, this is the acceptance dress if I have ever seen one. I love it. I love it. I love it. So good luck tonight and work the rest of this thing because they need to see all of this. I'm just saying. Yeah. Ooh, cameras. All right, y'all. We're back here on the red carpet for the Drama Desk Awards. And I'm here with, you know, the original crush, my original choreographer's crush, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I've had a lot of crushes. I'm just saying. But Dennis Jones, y'all, Tony nominated. Dennis Jones is back here with me as well as his work for the Drama Desk. How are you doing, Dad? I'm doing very well. Very last exciting time, night. Last time we were at the Cheetahs. Yes, you had a, a signature uh, vest and tie moment for that event. I'm very excited about the uh, specialty outfit for tonight. I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, shush it up a little bit on the red carpet for me. So, what is this like for you tonight? Like, oh, it's just tremendous. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it's really like such an honor to be amongst all of these like, incredibly talented people um, from the world of Broadway and off-Broadway, from the whole New York theater scene. Um, it's a, it is a great honor. It's very, very important to me. I, you know, I saw the show Tuesday, and I was watching, I was looking at the choreography because I'm like trying now to get a sense of the Dennis Jones style. Okay, what did you? I don't no, know. I'm no. trying to get a sense of the Dennis Jones. No, but I but I love that I'm looking at it going, I'm looking to find the Dennis Jones style. Okay. Because you know, now that I've gotten past the crush. Okay, all right. <laughs> I gotta you're focus ready, on the work. You're ready to look beyond that. Oh I'm, okay. I'm past that now. I feel our relationship has to get bigger Actually, so I can okay. talk about you. Okay, it's time for us. We I think have, I, we have to grow together. We've we got have to, to grow together. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that there particularly is a Dennis Jones style. I mean, I do like to kind of like bloom where I'm planted, if I can be so annoying as to say something like that. But, you know, in the case of Tootsie, obviously it's uh, a hilarious show. They've written a brilliant and extremely funny show, and I definitely wanted the choreography to sort of be that same kind of temperature. It had the same, it had the same kind of whimsy. Yeah, that's that was certainly the goal. That was certainly the aim. And then, of course, right now, if you're feeling yourself and you want to take a little trip out of town, you can see Dennis Jones's latest work as choreographer and director. 
Uh, just choreographing. Uh, I mean, I have the Flamingo Kid running up at Hartford Stage right now, which is exciting. And then I'm working on the Music Man at the Goodman, both as choreographer. But in the fall, you can catch out, uh, you can uh, uh, check out Chasing Rainbows at Paper Mill that I'll be directing and choreographing. So there you go. All of the, all the things, all the things. See, my man is working, y'all. This is, he's got to bring the bacon home. Got to keep the lights on, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Dennis Jones, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be ridiculous. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. I can't get enough of it. So, Dennis Jones, honey. See you at the next one. Absolutely. Ooh, he's got the big night coming. Congratulations. Mary Testa's here. We are zipping and dipping and doing it. Mary Testa's on one side and Nika Nani Rose is on the other. I, I, I don't know who to talk to. I, miss, I, oh, I missed her because we was talking to Dennis, but that's all right because I'm getting you too. No, don't sorry. you be sorry. Don't you dare all right. be sorry. Mary Testa, God, I love you. I'm just going to start you, off. You know, I wasn't sure because the last few times we've done press, I've not spoken to you. Well, you, you know, your people. Little... Your people. That, I'm just saying. Right. You know what? You're right. It's true. Because the last, like the last official time, you might not remember this, is that we actually bumped butts at the Michael John LaCusa film, uh, the oh, premiere. Yes. And you're friends with my friend Bobby Rivers. That's right. So this, right now, you're having a heck of a turn in this different take on a classic. How much fun is it to kind of put a new spin on this? One? You know, it's it's. I'm very proud of this show. I've been involved for a long time. And it's wonderful to play it every night. It's uh, an exercise in being simple and truthful. And I'm very grateful for the experience. And your baking skills. Well, I don't. They don't bake that. Nobody eats that cornbread. I just a good mixer. I'm a good mixer. <laughs> All right. Let me pull it together. So this is, though, we're talking Drama Desk. We're talking Tony's. What is this like? You mean, you've been down this road before. Yeah, a few times. Um, you know, it's lovely and it's also exhausting. <laughs> because you got to prepare, like, you gotta do all this stuff and get all made up and show up in heels and mingle and do all this stuff that I'm not interested in, really. You know, I'm just being truthful. And so, you know, and I, but it's lovely to talk to people and all of that stuff, but it, it gets exhausting. So I actually said to my dog today, one more week. <laughs> Mommy's crazy for one <laughs> more week, and then it's and then and it's then just eight shows. <laughs> and then it's just eight shows. It's just eight shows. That's crazy. Yeah, That's I know. Crazy. Well, Mary, thank you so much thank for this you. moment. It's nice to talk you to you too. Uh, absolutely, Mary Testa. How are you? Okay, how are you? you better get it. You better get it. Doing Yiddish eight shows a week. You better stop. <laughs> Woo, y'all, we are here on the red carpet for the Drama Desk Awards, and I'm telling you, they keep it coming, they keep it coming. And I actually just saw your co-star, your wife, the other night backstage at another show, and we were hanging out. But tell me, what is it like doing Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish on Broadway, directed by Joel Gray? Well, it's, <laughs> it's a dream come true. In a word, it's a dream come true. I, if you would ask me, we started it a year ago downtown, yes. and I, it was, and at that point, at the Jewish Heritage the, Center, the Museum of Jewish Heritage, and, and which is in the shadow of the Statue of Liberty. It, thought, it was a beautiful setting, but I thought it was going to be a six-week summer gig. It was going to be a curiosity that would come and go, but it would be my one opportunity to play Tevya in an age-appropriate production. And if you would have told me that a year later we would still be performing and people are clamoring to 
come to it and are so moved and and entertained by it, I wouldn't have believed you. And the fact that a Yiddish, a Yiddish anything, a musical, a play, is in is in a commercial venture right now, is is crazy. Um, but I'm just delighted beyond belief. I love that. I love it. So, what's it like in terms of doing a whole stage show that people are completely and totally identifying with or know about? but doing it in a different language for an American audience. Yeah, well, the thing in terms of performing, you, there's a big shadow that started to be cast by Zero Mostel to play Tevya, right. and the Yiddish actually frees us all uh, to not have to fill those shoes because it. it slightly is a, it's a different experience. Some of the text is actually different and translated differently. So I think anyone who knows Fiddler very well still comes to it and experiences it in a new way because of the, of the Yiddish and the translation of the Yiddish. Okay, so here's my question now. I'm sitting here thinking about it. When you go up on a line... Yeah. Nobody, forbid it should uh, ever uh, happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But... How do we know that you've gone up on a line? Well, right. and <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is, is that every given performance, in terms of the response to the from the audience, I can tell the the number of Yiddish speakers out there. So there there are still people coming who understand Yiddish, and 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 truly, they're the ones that I cracked my head against yeah. the wall to learn this Yiddish. Uh, and so th you want to make it good for them. You don't want to fudge it for them. Right. But it is true that a, a non-Yiddish speaking audience wouldn't necessarily pick up on any errors. But at this point, a year later, I, I'm getting a little better at ad-libbing in Yiddish. <laughs> now, did you did you learn Yiddish completely for this, or are you just every word that's in this play is the ones that you memorize? No, I had I had in my own life previously studied some Yiddish okay. just for myself. And so I thankfully had a little bit of it in my mouth and in my ear before I even was seen for this production. But I, I, I'm not fluent, and I'm, I'm really still not fluent, but um, I have a little bit of knowledge. So wow. I, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a huge undertaking. That's amazing. Congratulations on all of this. This is really great. Pleasure to meet you. Absolutely. And we'll be back. Patrick Vale is here with me on the curtain call, and we're standing here on the red carpet for the Drama Desk Awards, nominated for your work in Oklahoma. Yes, it's very exciting, yes. So tell me, it's like I just talked to Mary Testa. Yeah. What's it like to do a show like this in terms of it being a revival, one that people know oh so well, mm -hmm. and then to have it turned up upside down on its ear? I think it's, well, I think it's perfect that you use the term, like, one that they know oh so well. I think that that's, like, the beauty of what we're doing is that we get to reveal to people every night things that we're hiding in plain sight that have been there all along, that it's sort of like discovering that your friend who you thought you knew was so much more complex had different sides to them that you didn't know existed. It's really thrilling to get to do that every day. So, like, do you have to dig in and find all of that? Kind of, yeah, but and yet at the same time, if you just sort of, the way that we did it, I guess we just approached it very calmly, very quietly, with sort of no preconceived notions, and just allowed the text to reveal itself to us, and it was really thrilling to do, yeah. Again, like, I love the idea that taking something that people know and doing something with it, especially if you're going to bring it back, like, that's yeah. the only way that a, a revival for me seems to work, unless you're going to really do something new. 
Exactly. Yeah, to actual like to revive it, to sort of breathe a, a different new life into it. It's really fun. Well, congratulations. This is awesome. You can see Patrick Gate shows a week over at the Circle in the Square Theater, giving you Oklahoma realness. Ow. <laughs> yes. Which I'm loving. Yes. I'm loving. All right, and we will be back. Thanks for listening to Keep Prices Curtain Call. Now go subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Mixcloud, Stitcher, and now Spotify.